yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light from now on. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So continuing with uh, the Christmas series, today we have a familiar voice. Hi, Siam. <laughs> Hi, Eric. Hello, fellow listeners. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yes. I'm back. I know, it's so, it's so nice to have you back, honestly. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been so yeah. long. Um, I think it's interesting because our first episode was just us fighting. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see a rare side of us where we're actually going to agree exactly. and build off each yes. other, which is new. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to talk today. Okay, so uh, th- these past few episodes, I've decided to like ask people for their favorite Christmas movies. But this time, I suggested a Christmas movie. Also, if you hadn't said yes to this one, the one that mm. we're going to talk about, I would have suggested Inside Lewin Davis. Wait, now I feel now I feel bad because I love that film so much. <laughs> oh, it's so uh, good. Yeah, and it's very depressing. It, it 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 is a Christmas movie, right? Like kind of. I think yeah, you can definitely say that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. the closest um the Cohen brothers could get to a Christmas movie. I mean, it's depression um, in the snow, so Christmas basically. Classic, classic Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, the yeah, the film that I decided we talk about was Little Women. Greta Gerwig's Little yes! Women. Yes! Let's yes. go. Okay. So, l- let me start off with my experience the first time I watched it, okay? So, okay. it's... Uh, I So, there's this, uh, you know, Mami, right? The Mumbai Film Festival? Yes. So, they have, like, these screenings. They have these screenings, like, separate for, to the, from the festival. Mm. They have these screenings of, uh, like, a... A one-day prior show or something mm. of, uh, like, movies that people really want to watch. And Little Women was one of them. You just have to register and you might get uh, tickets or you might not. Okay. And I got it for that. So, it's like, the the theater that I had to go to was about an hour and a half for me. Like, a train ride. Mm-hmm. And it's about it's around 8.30, the, the screening. No, 7 o'clock, the screening's at 7 p.m. Yeah. I get there. And it's pretty good. Like, I'm just standing in line. I see a lot of famous people. I don't bother saying hi to them. Like, uh, uh, like all these uh, Indian critics mm. are there. But I didn't, like, I didn't want to bother them or anything. Yeah. Like, Rajiv Masand was right in front of me, okay? Okay. I watched the movie. It's The movie is amazing. I, I loved it. I almost cried. Yeah. Then, I'm walking out. I'm walking out of the theater. Mm-hmm. I'm standing at, at the footpath waiting for a rickshaw. Okay. It's, it's like 10.30 in the night, okay? Yeah. It's really late. Mm-hmm. And Rajiv Masan and his his friend is standing like a, a bit like a further further away from me uh, along the footpath. Yeah. And I stop a rickshaw, and the rickshaw just goes a, a little ahead and stops in front of him. And this okay. dude takes my bloody rickshaw. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's like the most memorable experience I think. Mm-hmm. It was so annoying. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that was my first experience. Also. So what was yours? Um, when Little Women first came out, uh, I saw it twice um, in the theaters. Um, I think the first time, because it, it, it had an early release here in the UK. So I think I saw it on the 16th or something. 
mm-hmm. and then I saw it again on the twenty sixth of December. So I saw it twice. Um, it was it was a big moment for me because I was you know Christmas time mm-hmm. over here. Most of my friends had gone back, but I was here, and it was just a magical experience because when the trailer came out in August, I was obsessed. Like. I literally like I don't know if many people know this but my Twitter username is literally little women. <laughs> mm-hmm, so <yeah. laughs> I'm a huge fan of this film and it definitely uh-huh. lived up to all of my expectations. Yeah, same. I don't have any cute quirky stories about the theater but I remember I sat next to like these three old women and they were just so entertaining. Mhm. So yeah. Where should we even start? Like, do you have a structure? Because if we don't, then I might just talk about everything. Yeah, let's just let's just go. Um, I mean, I tried to have a structure with uh, the other episodes, and we just went off the rails. So it's no use having structure. <laughs> let's just go into it. Okay. Well, something about Greta Gerwig saying that Little Women, like the book by Louisa May Alcott, mm-hmm. um, that being a huge. Um, um sort of catalyst in her journey to become a writer and a director mm-hmm. that means so much to me um because little women was a huge part of of my childhood as well and so many other like young pop person people's childhoods just cuz that book meant so much to me is it a classic yes but as gara govic says all the time there's so much about it that is so fucking modern um and kind of holds up all these years later like there's a part you know where marmy says um i am a- i'm angry nearly every day of my life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you might think gervik just wrote that but that's exactly in the book as she says okay. like it's very modern and something about that just like what do you think i haven't read the book so like i went in- i i didn't know anything about the the story except for i'd seen the first episode of the mini series with uh, maya hawk as joe mm. you remember our yeah. you remember the argument about who's the better joe i do i do remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah so sasha ronan is the better joe i i i, mm. I admit that i was uh, blinded by maya hawk's um, whatever so <laughs> um yeah i, I hadn't yeah. i hadn't read the book I have the book I haven't read mm. it I still haven't read it I I bought it I bought it before Little Women I thought I would read it and then watch the film but yeah I I just mm-hmm. but I, I the only thing I know about the book and the movie is that um she she messed around with the structure a bit and that like makes it so much better I feel like the structure is the book oh, is like yeah. linear right uh, the book is yeah. like straight yeah yeah listen something cuz like little women has been done so many times mm-hmm. there's that one with um vinona rider and yeah. the maya hawk one and then bbc comes out with on every fucking month i suppose <laughs> yeah um and i think the reason why govic stood out so much was because well she re- reread the book after a really long time in her 30s and she realized um the the different angle to it like when you read it as a child you're like oh yes boys suck and female friendships and sister <laughs> love but when you're 30 and you read it and you realize how so much hasn't changed and also how the way women feel is sort of generational and gervig's mastermind idea her mastermind huge juicy brain 
came up with the idea of having their childhood and their adulthood kind of side by side. So you see that loss of innocence and it doesn't come jarringly. You kind of understand what's happening right from the get-go. And it's so much more heartbreaking mm-hmm. and so much more powerful. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Especially the scene where um, Beth dies. Oh, my God. I, I remember watching that the first time and I, I, def- I think yeah. I definitely cried. Mm. That was just such a yeah. well... It's just such a beautifully <laughs> structured uh, scene. Like, both, both the scenes yeah um yeah also like the film is just so beautifully shot like that the scene at uh, on the beach with mm. like when in the present yeah. when uh, meg when joe and uh, beth are at the beach that scene is just so beautiful i know um another thing that i love about little women is um it was like controlled chaos like it was choreographed sort of cacophony and like it, yeah it was so yeah, yeah yeah i noticed that like, a lot in those scenes where it's like a wide shot and the camera's kind of still, the characters take up the space and move in and out and know when to say their lines and when not to. And like, it's a testament to her direction. Because um, mm-hmm. she didn't change the language in the book at all. But she made it modern by making them talk fast. You know, okay. um, employing the use of... Yeah, because like the delivery of the lines makes it feel more personal Mm -hmm. because you're like i would talk to my sister just like that like Mm -hmm. i wouldn't like Mm -hmm. slowly deliver my lines like i was in shakespeare (laughs) and like look away into the distance like Uh the energy that she created in that studio was insane (laughs) yeah also the like the sibling (laughs) their relationships were very very real i think she has with ladybird and this she has a very keen eye for uh, I mean she obviously knows like she's experienced it but she has a very keen eye to replicate those authentic um, conversations like it's it's not just replicating authentic conversations it's like those little um, details like like uh, Noah Baumbach is also yeah. he, he, he also has like this uh, tendency to have realistic quote-unquote realistic dialogue so it's probably yeah. both of their like they both worked on it together or something i don't know but yeah it's 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 very very noticeable they didn't they didn't don't forget that this was the year that they were up against I, each exactly. other no like, no no i, I don't was. i don't mean it i don't mean like um. they both wrote the movie i mean like she used to write with him mm. right she used to write a previous most of her yeah. previous writing was, was was with him so i feel yeah. like both of them tuned each other's writings to both of their writings are yeah. very different like I, I i acknowledge that like both of them have very yeah. different styles but like it's it's a similar rhythm you know mm. i um i think that comes from govig's well she started off as an actress mm-hmm. and then she became a writer but she was always a writer so being a director she has this higher sort of understanding of what it's like to be an actor and a writer and mm-hmm. she can tend to their needs better than someone who's just born a director or who's just focusing yes, yes, on yes, the yes, visuals yes, and not, doesn't really know how to yeah. handle everyone else. Because, like, she's literally been in their shoes and she knows what it takes to, like, get to them, you mm-hmm. know, and get the best sort of performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, because we were talking about the narrative structure. Do you remember when Little Women first came out? And I'm only saying this because we are on, we're both part of film Twitter. But do you remember during that time, there was the discourse of like, it doesn't even make sense. Like the two timelines, I just understand it. Yes, that's exactly. I wanted to talk talk about that too. That that was so dumb. 
the fucking color grade the color grade is different what part exactly. of that do you not understand it it, it was just, it's just just so dumb like it's so clearly like you can it's so distinctly different you can see the difference in the color and even in yeah. their like costumes and their hair and all of that yeah so it's, it, it's really it was just really a dumb um, yeah criticism i feel yeah but and and the funniest thing was she got the most shit for that but that's the one thing that makes her adaptation mm-hmm. so much more better also didn't she like, i i think i'd seen i i listened to this podcast about screenwriting and uh, she 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 talked mm. about how she okay. and the, she and someone i don't remember who who she, did she write the movie alone she wrote the movie alone right yeah i think she wrote the movie alone uh yes but but yes. she she talked about how she would uh, she wrote like different all the plot points in the book in like uh, like she wrote them on uh, cards on um, what's it called like cards yeah and she arranged them in like yeah. uh, linear linear this and then she rearranged them to how she wanted to like she wanted them to mirror each other like both the timelines to mirror each other and that that's a really good podcast yeah. if you mm-hmm. have have you have you heard it I, i'm not sure which one it is but if you I haven't think I have, it's a really good podcast came out probably have okay yeah it's it's a really good uh, this mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that 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 whole I just... twitter has yeah twitter has a tendency to have the worst takes ever so i i don't really <laughs> think about it much I I think little women is so special. I mean, we've talked about so much, but I think the thing that really sells this film is the fact that this was Greta Gerwig's passion project that she sort of had the idea for way before Ladybird, way before anything else. And um and that definitely comes across because she has a very close relationship with this book and what it because she like was she played Joe, I think. in um when she was younger in a play okay. she read the book a lot and it was it's it sort of became a huge part of her life mm-hmm. and when you sort of bond with art or a book to that extent it automatically infuses its way into every aspect of your life and because of the success of ladybird she got the opportunities to sort of manifest that in the best way possible and she must feel so amazing because it's a testament to like The reason she became a writer and a director and who she is is because of this book and now she gets to pay homage and I think that's so beautiful. Um it's very rare to reach oh, that like, point. What do you what you're saying about about like her being able to like write whatever her being able to adapt uh, little women is the same with uh, Dune for Denis Villeneuve. Mm. Like it's it's literally the same thing. Yeah. Like he also got into filmmaking because of Dune. Yeah. And like his creative this also because of Dune and then it's I, then Warner Bros is like what do you want to do and he was like Dune and they were like yeah. So it's basically the same except yeah. that he just got a way bigger budget which he yeah. Yeah. Also the common thing between the both of them is Timothy. And let me just say mm. you know that I don't like him very much but this 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 like i i could tolerate i mean i liked him in this one at least i liked him in this he was really i didn't hate him let's talk about demi um what what are your thoughts okay, so there there's this there's the scene where uh, he proposes to joe yeah um and at, in the meadow so there's there's this moment where uh, 
he's about to wait let me just yeah he's about to walk off like he he says his part he's about to walk off and then she's like he turns around he's getting ready to walk off and then she's like a oh, one more thing and then he turns around and and that 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 moment is just so i don't know i just love that moment so much mm. it's a great moment i mean let's talk about the cast in general we've got laura dern meryl streep sasha ronan florence pugh mm. eliza mm-hmm. Emma Timmy like that's a killer cast and Bob Odenkirk Bob oh. how could i forget bob Bob Odenkirk pops up and he just says my little woman i like that was my and i am iron man moment it was yeah. like one of the best cinematic yeah. experiences ever i just love bob odenkirk so much <laughs> yeah like Bob-o all the acting amazing. all the actors are amazing in this yeah 100% um i read this screenplay because i don't know if you know this but after the film was released um variety i think got the rights to release gera govic's version of the screenplay and i ate that shit up i ate that shit up because as you know i study screenwriting um at university mm-hmm. and um that we we're taught so many rules about you can do this but you can't do this and you can do this but you can't do this but if you look at sort of big people mm-hmm. writing i mean people who write screenplays for a living they're so good that most rules don't apply to them and it's really fun to read greta gerwig's script because there's certain moments in my screenwriting to teacher would go don't ever do that no one's going to read your script if you do that and greta gerwig does it like five times and i'm like i love you girl like you keep doing you you know <laughs> um It's just it, it's perfect cuz it's personal. She has all these little notes that will help her when she directs and the dream is to get to that point mm-hmm. of like I make my own work. I do what I want to do. And Elric, I don't need to tell you this, but it's fucking hard, dude. It's hard to get to that point where people go, "You want to tell a story? Here's like 24 million dollars. Do your thing." Like in many ways Greta relates to Joe in that sort of eternal mm-hmm, yeah. struggle to you know make sure your voice is heard. Mhm. Yeah, I mean a lot of writers I guess relate to Joe. Mm. Joe is like she is an insert of uh, Louisa May Alcott, right? Yes. Basically. Yeah. Also um I like I like the mm-hmm. at the at the beginning of the film where it's like Little Women by Louisa May Alcott and at the end it's Little Women by JL March. It's such a Yeah. I mean, it's not really that unnoticeable, but it's it's a nice detail. Yeah, it is. Um another thing is um yeah, we've got this really great sort of like meta storyline where Joe is Louisa May Alcott, but then Louisa May Alcott is Joe, but then Joe is also Greta Gerwig, and then <laughs> yeah. Joe is also Saoirse Ronan. So uh-huh. it's like yeah it's so many, I just yeah. found that super interesting. Yeah cuz not many adaptations do that. What did you think about you know at the end uh, she goes to sell the book and and the publishers like you have to marry her off and then she gets she gets married yeah. in like in quote unquote real life also. So do you think she actually got married? Yeah. Like did Joe actually I know she pro- did she get married in the book? I'm not sure. She got married in the book, right? So here's the fun part. In real life Louisa May Alcott didn't marry. In the mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. in the book she was forced by her publisher 
to make Joe marry. But she did it in a way that Joe married a German scholar and she kept doing her own thing. So even in the books, Louisa May Alcott was like, Joe is not gonna marry, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess that sort of meta rom-com scene at the end of the film was Greta's sort of homage to Louisa saying, you had to do that and I'm going to do that too, but I'm going to let everyone else know that you didn't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it can get quite confusing because it's like, they're three people and they all want whatever. But Little Women is like, it's, it's about, it's like about women and girls and female presenting people, even men, fuck it. Like, it's your relationship as an artist mm-hmm. to your family. Um, it's your devotion to your art. It's walking towards your younger self. It's looking at your past and your future. And it's about, like, loss of innocence. Like, when Joe tells, um, I want to say Beth? Yeah. Yeah. When no, she tells Meg, right? Meg, I, I yes. can't believe Chandler's yeah, 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 over. Yeah. She was like, we can leave right now. Like, when she's getting married. It's a lot of, like... Oh, God. And the fact that it holds up to this day is a testament to great writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greta Gerwig, when mm-hmm. she was writing Little Women and, like, preparing to direct Little Women, she used to look at paintings um, mm-hmm. and pictures during the Civil War of women. Um, I just love... That's my favorite little trivia fact. <laughs> and... My second favorite trivia fact. Aren't you also like inspired by paintings? Oh yeah. I love paintings. I, I, my inspiration for any piece starts with looking at paintings. Is uh-huh. this pretentious? Yes. <laughs> but my second favorite trivia quote is more related to stuff I know, which is Greta Gerwig did her as- astrology chart and related it to mm-hmm. Louisa May Alcott's astrology chart. Okay. And she got that professionally read. And apparently, they have the same life transits. And their charts were very similar. Which Greta says freaked her the fuck out. But also made her feel very nice. <laughs> um, I just think that's so interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, you, you're going to have to, like, fill me in on those so, terms. I'm not, I'm not really... So, basically, um, when you do someone's natal chart, it's sort of like um, a, 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 a chart of their life, of who they are, of where they're going to be, of how they do things. And apparently, Greta okay. Gerwig's chart is very similar to the chart of Louisa May Alcott uh-huh. in the way that their mm-hmm. personalities, but also the way they've done certain things or their mindsets or where they are in their lives right now is very similar. I mean, if you if you if you think about it, Greta Gerwig and Joe have like similar lives. If you if you see like um, she started out her work, she started out her life writing and like showing her uh, colleague her writing. Yeah. Like Noah Baumbach and what's his name, the professor. And then they both like both the writers, they, you know, yeah, they both uh, get together and then later like it, it's I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, that's the best part is it's everyone's stories are so interchangeable, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of a piece of work that's resonated with people all over the world for years and years to come. Yeah, 
now what yeah. now let's get to the, like the controversial mm. topic of the controversial part of the topic that is i know i know what we're talking <laughs> about i'm so ready okay <laughs> so what what i so the thing is this all stemmed from that tweet that said that greta gerwig can't write uh, poc yeah. poc i i don't remember what the tweet was it was just really dumb and and like they they yeah. they have the same thing about mm. wes anderson and no no one no one talks about david fincher though david fincher also falls into this and he he made an italian play an indian in the yeah. social network so i i don't see people criticizing david fincher for it even though i love david yeah. fincher uh yeah also yeah so yeah what do you have to say about that um here's the thing i saw that tweet and then i saw all these other tweets and i was like can greta gerwig make her writing and her casting more diverse yes mm-hmm. my second point is all her work is extremely personal and stems from her own experiences and her life mm-hmm. and i also know that if she tried to write a story from the perspective of a person of color's perspective she would get a lot of hate for it because she's taking away that person's voice mm-hmm. and she has no right to insert herself into a narrative she doesn't belong exactly. in exactly that's what my first mm-hmm. point right my second point is if you're the kind of person who just watches greta gerwig and wes anderson like good on you but you have the opportunity to discover so many like there are so many fucking stories out there that you're allowed to enjoy greta gerwig and wes anderson and whoever the fuck for exactly. who they are but it's also your civic responsibility to educate yourself about uh, multiple stories if especially if you're a film student or someone who says you like mm-hmm. film it's your duty to explore everything that's around you and you can't just subscribe to this particular white passing exactly. narrative that that's Isn't that's on you yeah it's like most of these people who who critique uh, greta gerwig and all these other white directors of uh, white like just having white people in their this like do you even watch like have you watched an uh, any other in in indian film perhaps have you watched like an indian indie film no you haven't you haven't supported mm. them so why are you crying about this now yeah yeah it's your fault you you you're the one not watching these films yeah if you want these films to be if you want these stories to be told yeah listen to the stories being told exactly like mainstream media mainstream cinema mainstream um like fucking films they're catered to white people because and even other people because they're the most watched if you up your watch game if you discover more directors you get to see more of their content and then you don't have to complain you know yeah yeah uh yeah, also the thing is that what i was saying about uh, now people wanted like suppose you you say ladybird as a brown as a brown, like if ladybird was brown yeah is it was a brown story like mostly indian parents wouldn't want wouldn't accept their children talking to them like that so like my thing was ladybird wouldn't have to jump out of the car her mother would have pushed her out of the car herself <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and 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 about uh, little women like i'm not, i'm not saying that all all the, wait little women is said during the civil war right yeah, yeah it, it's said during the civil war so like i'm pretty sure people of color 
during that time had much more important things to worry about than bloody marriage then oh, then then, yeah. then marrying their childhood friend they had much <laughs> more important things to worry about yeah and i'm not saying that you can't tell a, a story about, of of a person of color during that time mm. but it's like yeah it's little women it's like little i don't know i don't know what to say no i i see what you mean and often the problem is during these very specific sort of eras um around the world um history gets lost whether it is due mm-hmm. to the government actively suppressing certain documents or certain stories to be you know broadcasted to the world or yeah. literally people there's no proper documentation like there's so many sort of films in india back in the day that haven't even been restored because they can't find anything you know what i mean um uh, there's a difference mm-hmm. between mainstream westernization where they have a lot of opportunities facilities to get their work out there and for it to remain because all eyes are on them and people care about their stories people mm-hmm. look up to their stories people think about the american dream to this day and for a lot of people even in syria like i was just reading up on that because of the government and because of the collapsing of governments and because of suppression of media and suppression of like freedom of speech think about the fact that in a few years no one's going to know what happened because poets and writers and cartoonists are being prosecuted so there's a very different um view on art and culture in different societies and different countries and they have other problems to worry about than representation from a white female director exactly that you, you i i yeah i i have nothing else to add else to add about to that because yeah basically that yeah <laughs> just very dumb even people have i i saw a few uh, i saw a few criticisms against uh, about uh, m night shyamalan that he only casts white actors in his movies even though he's an indian so like he's in the industry but he's not giving indians a chance like just let him do whatever he wants man yeah even even anish chaganti obviously diversity yeah i know i know i get that yeah like uh, casting people do that if you can but it's more like when you're putting the microscope on our only representation in the media um the problem isn't sort of the people but more so the way society thinks it's all society's fault uh uh-huh. <laughs> can it all goes back to society <laughs> we live in a society <laughs> i'm going to become the joker <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just very <laughs> I I yeah. like the other day I had this I I I wouldn't see, like I had this big uh, breakthrough or whatever about how mm-hmm. Twitter is making me um uh, see the world as like you know black and white that someone says something bad so they they are instantly bad and I mean I I'm 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 carefully like to like walking the walking the line between yeah. uh, accepting you know accepting bad behavior and not like it's just very dumb that how how we Twitter has made us think that this person said something bad so they have to be ostracized and exiled from society and they they can't get any other work like people yeah, can grow yeah i know you know people can grow like obviously call them out but and and if i say this i mean i i i i did say this on twitter the other day and i got a lot of uh, i didn't get a lot of i was just like a few people and it's just very i don't know 
I don't honestly, feel like saying it anymore, but it, that's just how I feel now. No, but honestly, like because of social media, um, it's become very like, oh, he should repent for his actions and call him out. But there's a fine line between telling someone that they're wrong and like um, gaslighting him and harassing him to the point where it becomes traumatic. Mm-hmm. Like, if he doesn't learn, if he kills someone, for sure ostracize him. But when exactly. people make small mistakes that they can grow from, I don't know, we're in a weird time right now where everything you say carries a certain meaning and whereas that's good because we can be held accountable and there's so much more opportunity for growth Mm -hmm. mob mentality is gonna kill Mm -hmm. us all exactly yeah it's just a very 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 difficult and you 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 can't have this conversation without like supporting either side you have to have very neutral opinions uh, yeah not not neutral i wouldn't say neutral like you have to consider both the sides and yeah. and and the thought of thinking about it as sides is is wrong in the first place like what are there are no sides it's just you know it's yeah. like I, I i hate thinking that it's one or the other it's just very very complex and i it's, just realized that and so it's very dumb no but it's weird cuz like even celebrities we hold them to a separate standard we consider them our beauty standard and when they make a mistake we take out all of our own frustrations and angers on them because we expect them to be perfect at all times as some upstanding citizen and yes mm-hmm. they should be model people with model behaviors because young people look up to them but there's a line between like not realizing that they're human beings also like what the fuck is up with that um it pisses me off cuz it's like it's just yeah yeah it's it's a lot of lot very complex and we might get i mean we we won't but we have the uh, opportunity to get cancelled just for saying this but yeah i don't care no i don't think so it's it's i guess okay my final thoughts about this are should jera govig have more you know have a more diverse cast yes yes yeah. that would be awesome cuz that means we get more representation mm-hmm. is she should she tell the stories of people of color i don't think so a a, a director a, a poc director should have that opportunity and i think we've got the whole white savior um trope coming into play here but yeah Yeah so even when when I attended Mommy uh Waves Waves screened over there you know the the trade which Charles Wave film the Waves Mhm have you yeah. have you seen Waves with uh, Kevin Hart yeah. so I haven't seen Waves but I've heard things I yeah, uh, yeah so I I love that movie like I I I watched it before I anyone like I watched it before it uh, it was available for everyone to watch so I loved it and I didn't okay. hear anything about any like you know a discourse about yeah. it I didn't know the discourse about it and then it released and i i didn't know that uh, the, the director was white i thought he was black i i like i didn't go to see about the director and like i even tweeted it yeah. like saying that i thought he was white and then his grandmother tweeted at me saying no my my grandson is white this is my grandson or whatever so yeah i didn't <laughs> know he was this and there was a lot lot of backlash against the for it saying that okay. why is a white director telling a black story and then that it's clear it's it's very clear that 
it's a it's a white guy telling a black story with how it's told and all that and like i don't want to say anything about it because it's not my place but i'm just going to silently enjoy the film until someone until i'm until someone tells me why it's problematic mm-hmm. but i don't really see why it's problematic right now mhm i see what you mean i think it's it's more the um idea of um so many talented black directors so many talented black uh, actors and and artists um not getting the recognition they deserve while sort of white people telling their story get so yeah, much yeah, success yeah 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 no i i get that i i 100% agree yeah i 100% yeah. agree about with that but it's like support then then if if you want i mean like people of color to tell stories then watch their films support them why yeah why are you complaining about this white dudes films yeah it's 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 weird it's um but it's also hard because sometimes they don't get the platforms yeah, yeah. they deserve they don't get like yeah, yeah, um yeah, distribution yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like how do you make right in a society where um things are just being repeated you know it's just a cycle a never ending cycle that very few people break out of and those few people that do break out of mm-hmm. it we need to give them all the love and support that they need exactly plus this is a it was a a24 release and it's really easy to rip into a24 so i get i yeah. get why it got a, a lot of uh, backlash but yeah mhm yeah did we did we miss anything about little women I, i'm not sure if i we didn't i don't think so i mean i had i had an entire list of things yeah, to say and note. i said all of them <laughs> also yeah so what what i've written here is age of innocence you've seen age of innocence right i'm pretty sure that's oh, like yeah. one like that that's one marty film that you have to have watched i have definitely seen it and i love it yeah, so this this little women reminded me a lot of um age of innocence like i I'd, i'd watched little women and then age of innocence and then little women so yeah mm-hmm. it reminded me a lot of uh, about um, age of innocence um uh, so yeah i mean that that's all i had to i had to say about that um okay yeah other than that i don't think i have anything else to say me about either little women it's just such a we didn't talk about the christmas aspect about it though it's I just mean, a very christmas i mean it's just a very naturally christmasy film yeah it's uh, i watched it during christmas time twice that's my only contribution mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's 100% I watched it in february, christmas so, certified yeah. yeah it came out in february yeah you're right um but it's christmas certified it's so good and i'm definitely going to watch it on christmas day again like this year i'm i'm more into i'm more going to watch a lot of animated films leading up to christmas because i love animated oh, yeah. films they're just so wholesome have like you seen claus? claus yeah exactly oh my god i, I have not but film. i remember i, I remember when film. you had your claus phase uh huh it, it's just such a and... such a sweet i i i i i'd compare it to uh, have you seen um, what's that film about about time yeah i i'd compare claus to like that that level of wholesome you know it's it's just like just a nice film that Aww. nothing bad happens it's just it's just so nice i, I also i love okay, i love I'll about time about time it. is about time is like one of my favorite um, romantic films like mm-hmm. it's in the list oh i love that mm-hmm. okay so yeah i think we're done with our discussion of little women so do you have any Woo-hoo! exactly it, it was so 
so I, I was really looking forward to talking to you about this like ever since i wa- like we we uh, i watched it and then i texted you about it uh, like in in february yeah. but yeah i'm so glad you did mhm <sighs> so good so good yeah so do you have any like um, recommendations you know so, like last time to like end the sure i've been watching a lot of um roy anderson he is um this i think swedish yes yeah, swedish filmmaker mm-hmm. yeah i recommend you the living it's really good it's um it's it's i've never seen anything there there is film of his where it's like entirely in slow motion or something uh, right i think so i'm not sure i mean i've i've just seen you the living and i think songs from the second floor but he is very reminiscent of charlie kaufman because he also does tragic comedies so if you're a charlie kaufman fan look no further okay roy anderson is the moment okay i'll also yeah, I'll finished see. watching i i think it's about endlessness ah uh, yes i yeah. think so i think so um but apart from that i also finished watching big little lies crazy good so good just gripping tv crazy good i cannot recommend enough that is good gripping tv and uh, yeah adam scott marry me question mark <laughs> adam scott scott if you're uh, listening to this i am available anytime <laughs> well, it, it, that's that's also written by jillian fern right big little lies or is it the other one yes I think so I'm not Wait, sure. Wait, what's the other one? There's there's That's another a one like a similar objects. type. Sharp objects. Yeah, sharp. Oh yeah, so sharp sharp, sharp objects. objects. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp objects is the Jillian Flynn one. Yeah. So Okay, no, this is by Leanne yeah. Li- Leanne Moriarty. Yeah. Oh my god. Big Little Lies is the moment. It's so good. I when everyone on Twitter was obsessed with Big Little Lies, I was still catching up on Succession. So now I was like no 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 I have time it's big little lies time. Mhm. And it lives up to the hype people. It's really good. I uh, I I need to watch. What have that. you been watching? I was watching Sound of Metal the Riz Ahmed movie. Okay. It's it's about this have you do you know about it? I'm going to stalk your I'm going to stalk your um please don't right <laughs> you're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I've I've been watching really 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 real shit movies these days. I mean okay wait, no I I finished David Fincher's that's, filmography don't worry about before Mank. So that's okay. that's there. Mhm. I haven't have you did you watch Mank? I haven't yet. Has it come out? Yeah, it, it released today. I will definitely get on that. So this was this was really fun. It was really nice. Thank you for being here. I'm This was really fun. It was. I had so much fun. And to all our lovely listeners <laughs> and Adam Scott Um Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas everybody. Yay. Well, you know, watch Little Women and just my final words are this is in the last you've seen of me. I will come back to annoy Elric more and Adam Scott, please message me back. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. No.